Welcome back to PR After Hours. I'm your host, Alex Greenwood, bringing you your weekly cocktail of PR and marketing tips that will help you and your business. Hey, we'll get right to it after this message. You know, I've actually been a professional public speaker 20 years or more uh, in my career, but the new world of being a public speaker on a little tiny box, basically a computer or even a phone, is is frankly a new world to me. And that's why I'm really excited to have Brendan Kumar Sami here. He is the host of Master Talk. He's a master at public speaking. He has great tips, strategies, ways for you to be a better speaker, a better talker, and more confident, ultimately. And so we're going to talk to him today about how to master online presentations. Brendan, welcome to the Virtual Lounge. Thank you for having me, Mr. Greenwood. It's a pleasure to be on. <laughs> just call me Alex, man. You can call me Al. <laughs> I do have display. Give us a little bit about you. Just give us the, the, the Cliff's notes on Brendan. Yeah, for sure. Happy to do that. So short story is grew up in poverty. All I really wanted to do was make some money and provide for my mother and sister. So I worked really hard in business school, did a bunch of things called case competition. So think professional sports, but for nerds. So instead of playing on a football team in college, well, other guys my age were watching sports games, playing sports. Well, I was doing the same thing in presentations for some odd reason. Did that for three years, presented over 500 times, started working in corporate. And then I kind of asked myself the following question, which is how do I transition all of the skills, all the experiences that I have into something that can help the world? That's when I started making videos in my basement and here we are today. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Well, let's get right to it. As I said in the open here, um, I've been a public speaker, although I just dropped an um on you. I know you caught that. I just did it, didn't I? Um, again, see, the thing is, is it's very easy, I've found, to slip into bad habits. In particular, uh, this first half of this year before COVID hit, I had I was booked several times and I was booked out a lot more for the rest of the year, which that's all gone. And I'm going to have to pivot and get to webinars. But I got to tell you something, Brendan, I'm, I'm not nervous about it. I, I think you can already tell I don't really have any problem talking to people or doing things, but I'm sure there's things I could do better. So I was wondering if you could just kind of school me today and the listeners a little bit about what we should be doing in our online presentations. Absolutely, Alex. So the first thing I want to start with this conversation was I totally understand the situation you're in. So imagine the public speaking guy, how many canceled engagements he had this year. So it's definitely, Yikes. you know, something that we need to pivot to. But there's still people to serve. There's still people we need to add value to. So how do we present online? So the first thing I want to talk about is this idea of acknowledgement that online presentations are supposed to be harder than in-person ones. It's okay that we're worried. It's okay that we're struggling. And I'll explain exactly why. So let's say me and you're in Kansas City and I'm giving you a workshop to a bunch of your friends or your family members or colleagues. If I say a joke, I will know immediately as an example if it's funny or not, you're either going to laugh or you're going to say, this guy is not funny, right? <laughs> but at least I know I can gauge the reaction. Right. But here's the issue with online presentations. When I say that same joke, pay attention to this, I need to assume it's funny. That's very different, right? Because if there's 30 people on a screen, I can't see how Alex is reacting. I can't see how Julia is reacting to what I'm saying. So I need to assume that what I'm saying is actually good. 
that's where the challenge lies is online presentations require such a level of confidence in the way that you speak in the same way I'm speaking to you right now, even if I'm alone in my basement and we're in completely different countries right now, I still need to present and speak to you as if I've known you for many years. And that is the secret to online presentations. But here's a couple of tips that could help your viewers. One is what I call the presumed training room. So what you wanna do is when you have a, an important presentation to give online, which I'm sure is most people know, you wanna get a bunch of people that you don't like, that frankly you hate, put them all into a Zoom room with you, and then give a workshop or a presentation, whatever the topic is, and have them destroy you. Oh, Brendan, you're not looking at the lens. You gotta stay focused on the camera else you can't see your audience. What are you doing with your head? It's all boggling around. What's your background? This is gross. So by doing that, when you actually get into the real presentation, your presentation will be bulletproof. That's a fantastic tip. That's a lot like, uh, well, if you're a writer, which I'm also a writer, you get beta readers to write. And it, it got to be people who are vicious, who are going to just get everything and annoy the crap out of you, but they're going to make you what? They're going to make you better. So I like the way you're doing this. The, the assumption, though, back to humor really quick, the assumption that it is funny um there goes um but the assumption that it is funny is important because see i'm gonna pick on myself here folks so listeners pay attention okay the thing about being a podcaster by the way is i can go back and edit a lot of these out but i'm not gonna do it on this one because i respect brendan too much to do that okay <laughs> so what we're doing here though we're, we're making the assumption one that well it's also the assumption of confidence right the confidence that yeah i'm funny yes i have something to say but then going into a room basically with I guess you could call them your uh, loyal opposition. People who, you know, they don't want anything bad to happen to you, but maybe necessarily, but their, their game is to not, you know, coddle you and tell you everything's just great. Oh, you're wonderful. Keep going. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And first of all, I just want to acknowledge you for saying loyal opposition. That's something I probably need to take away as, as a learning point for me. But I would say the next part of it is now the question becomes, how do we build confidence and how do we actually practice? And this tip applies for any type of speaker. So I'll go, I'll go really straight to the point here. Most of us actually don't know how to act, practice public speaking. And I'll explain why. Let's say you wanna learn a new skill, whether it's a new sport, a new instrument, or even a new song. When you're practicing that, those skills, you're focusing on a couple of small things that you wanna get absolutely right. So in the case of basketball, sure, special tricks are nice. You're probably not gonna pull them off at the beginning. So you wanna focus on actually dribbling the ball properly, passing it, understanding the court, and most importantly, getting the ball in the net. Same thing with instruments. Sure, there's a hundred songs you can play at the same time, or you can practice one song a hundred times and then show off to your friends that you know how to play an instrument that you actually don't. <laughs> so it's simple, right? So you wanna focus on the fundamentals, but we don't do that in public speaking. So let's say it's Wednesday, your boss or your client comes up to you and says, you know, Alex, or as I like to call you, Mr. Greenwood, we have a presentation for Friday. So you need to get this done. So you're, you're the PR guy. You got to get this presentation sorted. So you type away, you ignore your family for a couple of days as you kind of uh, resort to, to extreme measures to get this done. <laughs> you finally get it ready. You present on Friday. And then what do you do with the presentation? Boop, put it in the garbage, move on to the next one. Yep. Whereas the best speakers in the world, Alex, do the same presentation hundreds of times. That's the difference. Quick question. I do a, and I'm going to do it on, I'm so glad I'm speaking to you because I, in person do for a local bank, they call it Enterprise University. And I, for years, have gone on and given different topics. 
but I focused, as you say, I focused on usually it's either one of two tracks, media relations or crisis communication planning. But every now and then the, the, the bank people want to shake it up and they want me to change it a little bit. And, and I just say, you can change the title of this talk all you want, but I'm not changing my content unless there's something very up-to-date happening today that really reflects on the topic. Acceptable? Yes. Yeah, so, so this is more specific advice for you that could apply for your audience. So for me, the general of thumb, whatever my clients wants, I deliver. Because, you know, you got to make a living, got to feed your family. That's fine. But in your, but that's, that's short-term strategy. But long-term, especially if you want to be a paid keynoter like you are, Alex, you want to make sure that you're known for something. So for me, if you think about me, I had 10 ideas. I could have been the motivational speaker guy. Everyone, follow your dreams. You know, just follow your heart. And, I just love calling you Mr. Green. I have no idea why. Because <laughs> I'm old, okay? <laughs> no, not even. It's just very uh, show-like. But anyways, I can't explain it. Or I could have been a career coach because I was one of the youngest consultants at my firm. You know, I started working there when I was 22. So I could have spoke on that. But Master Talk was the one thing where I said, oh, I'm world-class at this thing. This is the thing I should be focused on. So for those who are struggling figuring out a topic to focus on, you want to ask yourself the following question. Not what are you most passionate about? Because we hear that all the time. Yeah. I want you to ask the next question, which is what does the world need me most to do? That is better. I could have been a great motivational speaker, Alex, and I still do some of that. But the thing that the world needed me the most for, as you alluded to in the introduction, is public speaking videos because nobody else is doing that. So I'm the public speaking guy. So in the same way for you, between media relations and crisis communication, they're both amazing topics. You can go either lane, but you want to ask yourself, and you probably know the answer, which topic does the world need more right now? They need crisis way more. Yeah. It's funny because I don't even enjoy doing the media relations track anymore because to me, it's so rote yeah. and boring. And it's like, okay, here's how you talk to reporters. And, I, and that's great, but it's probably not, well, okay, I love what you said about passion. I, I, I'm not, I couldn't even say I'm passionate about either one of those topics, but I'm very good at both of those things. But the, the trick being that I should talk about the one that gives me a better niche and gives me more value. It's so funny, by the way, I'll just, my listeners know this well, but it, we're in the midst of the biggest crisis in the past, could be hundred years. Right. And right now it's tough to get arrested for as a crisis guy because everybody says, well, we're in the middle of a crisis, why hire a crisis guy? But that's why, yeah, I'm trying to make inroads though and say, look, every day is a crisis. There's gonna be a crisis this quarter, next quarter, the following quarter, you've got to adapt. So I love what you're saying here and I appreciate the reinforcement on that. So that's really what I should do is, I guess I'm hearing you say, and don't worry, I won't sue you if this doesn't work. I'm, I guess I'm hearing you say, retire the media relations talk, stick to the crisis talk, hone that talk, make it your own, and be that guy. Exactly. Okay. And that's what I think a lot of people are missing is you can, make se you can build a seven-figure business off a single talk. Just one. That's right? crazy. And, and I can give you an example. Please. Like, this is not just out of my, you know, it's, it's just it's simple. So Seth Godin. Yeah. who's like the god of communication and influencer and everything that he does is just gold. He charges 150 grand per speech. Wow. And he only speaks on three topics. This is marketing, tribes, and purple cow. Sometimes he does linchpin, which is other, one of his right. other bestsellers. But for the most part, he does three. Even better, Gary Vaynerchuk gets paid over 100 Gs per talk. Same thing every time. Hey, guys, I'm from the Soviet Union. Yeah, so I, I came here when I was seven. Do you have any questions? It's the same thing every time. So he gets 100 Gs per talk. So that's roughly 1,000 bucks per F-bomb. 
Yeah, you got it. Because <laughs> yeah. Gary is just all about, he's so raw, but he, people love him. So that's exactly. true. Yeah, um, I love that. And Seth Godin is, yes. I've, I've listened to his podcast forever. I've read his books, Lynchpin. Me too. I mean, he's, he's great. He is so great. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. And what he is very steely about, and that's so interesting to use him as an example. He's very steely about, this is what I'm talking to you about. And it, you can hear it in his voice on the podcast in particular. Am I right? He's just like, I'm not going to go there. This is Seth. This is what we're talking about. Blah, blah, blah. And I love that. Sorry to interrupt you. You're on a roll there, but I get excited when I talk about these things and you're dropping people. I really enjoy listening to please continue on. No, no, this thing? is, this is amazing. Exactly. So, so the point of this conversation, because I know a lot of you are probably listening to this and saying, Oh, I'm not a professional keynoter. I don't want to be Seth. And that's not the point I'm driving. The point I'm driving and the reason why I started Master Talk in particular is to be the back end for every change maker. So for you who's listening, if there's a cupcake recipe that has been passed down for generations and generations and is still locked in your closet, but you want to share it with people, this is where public speaking comes into play. Because if you just write it out in a blog, sure, people will read it. But if you make a video, if you share it with a group, even if it's three people, when I started speaking, I was speaking to two people, the two people who wanted to hear me, my mom, my sister, and then you keep going. It's a true story. But the idea is simple. Once you care about something, that's when your communication skills will actually be incentivized to be better. If all you want to do is get a next promotion at work, sure, you'll be a good speaker, but you'll never be exceptional. So you want to pick a repeatable presentation in the same way you mentioned that solves a problem for someone else that you don't mind presenting hundreds of times. Like my keynote, probably given 300 times now, not three, not 30, 300 and that's why I knock it out of the park. Not because I'm special, because I just done it a lot. Well, I, I think you're special also. You got to be. Come on, dude. I, <laughs> I appreciate your that, Mr. Greenwood. You're very talented. Oh, my gosh. Here he goes again. He's, <laughs> he's taking the piss out of me, isn't he, folks? It's all right. That's all right. No, I, I, but it is a great time. And I know we're closing in on time pretty quickly here. And I don't want to cut this off, but I want to respect your time. So what, what are the other points we need to get to before so I can stop blathering at you and you can make those points? Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. No, I love the introduction. It's good that you added this. So besides that, the last thing you want to do is understand that repetition is excellence. Like we talked about, the drills are important. All those exercises are important. But at the end of the day, speaking to public speaking fear, because I know we all have it to a certain extent, you need to realize that the impact of your message is greater than the fear. If what you care about so much is more important then you'll be able to share your message despite that fear. And I'm the best example. I started MasterDoc when I was 22. I'm literally sitting in my mom's basement. <laughs> I'm the only six-figure earner you'll ever meet in your life who doesn't own a car and has literally no ownership of anything. Why? Because I believe in this. Because I believe in something important. So obviously, as the public speaking coach guy, I should probably know how to speak. So that's my public speaking why. So what I urge you all to think about is find yours. Is it a cupcake recipe? Is it crisis management? Is it the three things that you learn from running every day and how it impacts your lives, it doesn't matter what the thing is. Find your thing. And once you've spoken that thing to three people and one of them comes back to you and says, hey, Alex, you know, I watched you give a talk on running and you really inspired me, man. So I started running. Then you're going to start getting addicted to public speaking. Then you're going to say, what if I get to 10 people? What if I present this thing to 50 people? And that's what happened to me. 
Brandon, this is so great. Any final tips, though, on the online portion of it? I mean, there's obviously a difference, as you've already covered, between online and in-person. Are there just some general, just quick, Brandon, tips about, okay, I've got to get on a Zoom call, and I want to stand out, and I want to do well. Maybe they're not giving a presentation, but they want to be an effective person on the call. Of course. So as you notice how I'm speaking right now, notice how I have lights around me. So this is, of course, artificial, right? It's not the natural lighting that's in my room. So if you really want to take up your presentation the next notch, if you want to invest in the equipment, because I'm a YouTuber, right? So it's normal that I have this stuff. Right. It's not that expensive. I have these Amazon lights that I'm using right now, around 70 bucks, 80 bucks. It's not a big deal. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that as that presenting what you have to say is half the battle and how you're presenting yourself on a zoom call is the other half. Cause if you're too far away from the camera, you can't build a rapport with your audience. True. And if you're not looking directly at the lens, cause that's different, it's not intuitive. Cause in in-person presentations, you deviate your eye contact across the room. You move around, you move your eyes around, but in a, online presentation setting, even if there's a thousand people on the call, you're looking at everyone at the same time when you look into the lens. So you want to keep your eyes locked on the lens. So those are a couple of things that come to mind. Yeah, because it's natural to look like I could look right now and I'm looking at your eyes on the screen, but that's not so right now, what am I looking at as far as you're concerned? I'm looking down, right? But if I'm exactly. looking up here, hi, Brendan, how are you, buddy? All right. If people want to, I assume, I know you're for hire, if people want to be trained in those kinds of things, if they, or they just want to get your tips or whatever, how do they get to you? And by the way, we'll put all links in the show notes, but Brendan, how's, what's the best ways to get in touch and keep up with you? Absolutely, Alex. So, so what I would say is I'm not famous like Mr. Greenwood over here. So feel free to <laughs> message me on Instagram. I answer all my DMs. I'm at Master Your Talk. And so this is more PR related. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn under the same name. If you want to check out my YouTube channel and access a lot of the free speaking tips that I share that I charge clients a bunch of money for, check them out for free. That's Master Talk in one word. Brendan Kumarasamy, you have been a true gent. Thank you for talking to us all the way from your home in Montreal. And I wish you all the best. Be safe. And when this is all over, I'm going to make sure I'm on your mailing list because I want to come see you speak. That'd I really be appreciate that. If I walk up and introduce myself, will you pretend like you don't know me or will we? <laughs> I'll pretend like I know you. Don't worry. I'll be like, Mr. Greenwood, he's the guy. He believed in me. Oh, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Pleasure is mine. Thanks for having me. Oh, you know what that means? Looks like it's last call here at your virtual lounge for PR news views and interviews. Don't forget, you can ask me a question anytime. You can do it through our Twitter account, which is at ours PR, or even better, you can send me a message vocally. I would love to hear your voice, and I'll answer it on the show. There's a link in the show notes. All you have to do is sign up through Anchor FM. It's free, doesn't take long, and you record your message. I get the message. I will play your audio. Just give me your first name and the city you live in, and then I will answer the question to the best of my ability right here on the show. Don't forget to, if you're enjoying this podcast, you can support it and help increase the frequency and value of the show. Just consider being a sponsor for your brand or your agency or just yourself because you're like, I like this show. Or just drop a few coins in the virtual tip jar. Either way, there's links in the show notes. Please check that out. All of that, of course, being in the show notes where you're listening right now or at PRAfterHours.com. I see that they're turning up the lights. Last call is over and I've got to clean up this virtual lounge. And until next time, I'm Alex Greenwood and you've been listening to PR After Hours on Anchor FM.